All right. Uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of Visionary Living, the podcast, um, where uh, I, get, I bring on guests and we talk about um, how living out of your vision for what you want to create in your life, the results that you want to create in your life uh, is powerful and how people have overcome their circumstances and obstacles in life using their vision for their future as a motivating factor and inspiration. So um, I just wanted to introduce my very good friend here today. Uh, okay, how do you say your name now? Katajana Love. Katajana Love. I like yes. that. <clears throat> so introduce yourself to our guests. So my name is Love for everybody else who can't say Katajana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they could figure it out if they tried. Yep, yep. Um, I'm here from Toronto. I'm spending a lot of time here in Florida. Last year, I took a break and uh, just really experienced life in a, in a different way. Um, mm. But that also set me back a little bit and I started getting sick. So I started getting a little bit, just not feeling well, um, and started to become a problem. And in pursuit of um, getting healthy, I found this beautiful direction that I'm in right now, which is um, teaching and learning about self-cultivating, masturbation, and what kind of effects that has on the body um, and why it's so important and how you know we can take our sexual healing and our sexuality into our own hands and like let's drop the taboos let's get really serious and really sex positive um because this is one thing like the orgasm is one way the body has of healing itself that is so incredible um, awesome well uh, i think we have a very interesting topic for everyone yes. today to say the least so uh, as we get started just go ahead and listen to our intro music real quick and uh, we'll get the show on the road So, uh, so yeah, so Rick or Rico from Puerto Rico here uh, as your host, and we're going to be talking about um, something very interesting. We're going to be talking about self-cultivating energy um, when it comes to orgasms and when it comes to masturbation, um, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, is that where we're going today? That's where we're going. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Why not start strong? So my job through this episode is to make sure that we uh, land all of our conversations back to visionary living and what mm -hmm. it means to live out of your vision for your life. Um, and then also just to make sure that we're landing leadership principles and distinctions so that as people listen to this conversation, they can create tremendous value for themselves in terms of their own life and where this conversation lands for them, right? 
Um, and it's actually a perfect segue, I'd say, too, because I do have my successful awareness workshop. So I am very passionate about this conversation along with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm interested to see where we could take this for our viewers. So why don't you get us started? Uh, give us a little background. Why are you passionate about this? Where did you come from that actually had you step fully uh, wholeheartedly into such a taboo conversation? Um, well, I think it honestly originated, if I'm going to be completely um, honest, from an inability to, um, you know, I'm, I guess, one of those women who have been lucky enough to really have to work for in pursuit of, um, of orgasm. And I think a lot of it through my research has to do with the way I grew up and just being kind of being told I'm bad and wrong um, for touching myself. Young girls start to touch themselves as like early as four or five. And, you know, if you get that slap on the wrist saying you're bad and wrong um, when you're 15 and 16 and start to get interested, um, you have this predisposed idea that like what you're doing is wrong and, mm. and you're nervous about checking the door or whatever mm. comes up. And a lot of women I speak to, like less than 50% of women mm -hmm. masturbate or self-cultivate. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's my personal, but well, it's more than a personal belief. You know, a lot of research has gone into the fact that if, if you can't do it for yourself, it's, it's going to be really difficult to ask somebody else to facilitate your orgasm. That makes sense. And, you know, I, I've actually worked with a couple of people who um, helped support staff and coach for my successful awareness workshop. And one of the stories I heard that's pretty funny, but it's, it's true mm -hmm. is, you know, like, you know, in the middle of masturbating, like thinking, oh, God, God's watching me right now. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, even when, for people who were raised in a religious background and it's bad and wrong, you have this like ideology that there's this guy over your shoulder yeah. who can see everything and He's is watching, watching you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how embarrassing you have no freedom in your own privacy almost. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. Especially when you're younger and you're like living at mm -hmm. home and all these things. And that was, that was a man too, a, a male. So, I mean, it's definitely the conversation uh, extends past women only. I think that all people, Absolutely. As, as a whole, like our culture is, it's definitely a very taboo conversation. And for conversations that are that taboo, there's no growth. How can you develop? How can you grow? How can you come to new conclusions and develop new ideas in that domain of conversation if you never talk about it? Absolutely. Life is about exploration. Like we don't mm -hmm. come up with scientific breakthrough without exploring, creating a hypothesis, and, you know, figuring it out. Mm -hmm. um, I think too many people are like, under this impression that they're going to start a sex life and, and, ha and it's going to be magical and it's mm -hmm. going to be beautiful and things are just going to fall into place when they find the right one or something. You know, what's interesting about that, I just want to piggyback off that is, uh, you know, a couple things. I mean, the first thing I talk about is, is if you have the belief that there's only one, right, then that's kind of like a scarcity conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you think that there is only one, then you'll always question if the person that you're with is, is right that one. one. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Especially in 7 billion people, you right. know. You'll wreck your head over it. Um, secondly, I just wanted to speak into how like, like you, you know, there, that, that is that taboo. You know what I mean? How do we um, move forward? How do we, if we were raised through our childhood, even into our 20s, mm -hmm. to think it's taboo, bad, wrong, let's just avoid it, not talk about it, not develop in that area. And then you finally, you know, get married. Now you've just endured 20 plus years of conditioning that said, don't explore intimacy and now you get married absolutely and you're supposed to know how to be intimate with your partner absolutely i almost think it's contradictory it's backwards and that there is a um, limitation in relationship based absolutely. on that not only are you limited to like the experience itself but um 
there's a lot of research in this. A lot of research suggests that a few years into your, your relationship, if you're raised to believe that these things are bad and wrong, then your sex life is just going to dry up because mm -hmm. a part of your programming comes back after you've achieved, you know, marriage and children. Mm -hmm. Like my job is done. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's not a job. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's not a job. And it's something that you get to, you get to cultivate together because it's, it strengthens your relationship in beautiful ways, but it also really strengthens your body. Mm. You know, the orgasm is one of like the highest frequencies that we can cultivate internally, unless you, you know, you were um, a devout yogi and really meditate. Mm -hmm. um, masturbation orgasm is, is passive or sorry, active meditation. Mm. And to, to drop into that theta state mm -hmm. when you're having this beautiful orgasm. Like, so you, you know, we, we hit energy. theta states when we you absolutely could. Mm. I mean, it doesn't, not, that's not to say that it happens every time. Okay. Not every athlete who's really dedicated is going to hit theta state when he's in the zone, mm -hmm. he or she are in the zone, but mm -hmm. it does oftentimes happen and you can totally bring it to that level if you're conscious enough, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to do that for yourself. And um, so when, all right, so when you talk about um, cultivating, is that kind of like a, a tantra practice or is that? Um, I'll tell you where I got that phrase from. Okay. So, and why continuing the conversation as to why I went into this in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, I was starting to kind of go through this phase of like adrenal burnout, um, low blood pressure, low blood sugar, um, really low cortisol. Um, and once that starts to happen, you know, kind of like venturing into into some issues that like might health issues. Yeah. Health issues that uh -huh. doctors are like, okay, you might have to take steroids for the rest mm -hmm. of your life. I'm like, that is not an option. <laughs> like, no, thanks. No. Um, and I was lucky enough to, you know, start talking to a healer mm. who really kind of recognized that like my sexual energy, um, is, is powerful. I'm, I'm empathetic in that way. And it was causing me a lot of harm. Mm. And what I got to do was, um, was, was masturbate to like to health so he recommended i read a book called um the secret pleasures of menopause mm. and at the time i was like honestly at the time i was like i kind of feel like i'm going through menopause <laughs> so this is a perfect book for me like i don't know what's going on with my body and mm. you know and i'm i feel my body and i, and I know when it's going downhill and i'm mm -hmm. and i was still working out and, and doing all the right things mm -hmm. um so it's really quite curious to me that I had gotten there mm. um, and not really having like a super active, um, like masturbating life because I had a partner and it's like, who needs it? You know, you, right. that's it's like you rely on your satisfied. partner. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think that's something that happens in, in life and relationships is that you kind of like, well, I don't, I don't need to do that. I have somebody to do it for me. Yeah, that's an interesting um, conversation. Like when you get into a relationship and it's like, oh, and I, I no longer need to self-fulfill or yeah. you know, to do it myself. And uh, and I've, I've actually experienced that going yeah. into a relationship where it's like, okay, we'll let go of that. I don't need that because now I got a partner, which is great. What do I need that for? Yeah. You know? So what would you say is the benefit of still practicing or being conscious to self-love? Oh my God. Versus your partner and having a partnership. A plethora, other than the fact that you get to self-explore when, I mean, all forms of pleasure release nitric oxide in your, in your body, which is like the anti-aging, um, I don't know, miracle molecule. Yeah. Whatever, right. Um, so that alone, and it's like a hormone stabilizer when you're doing it alone, when you're self-cultivating, um, on your own, you're not focused on 
you know, performance, there's no anxiety, there's, it's all about yourself. Hmm. It's about how you want to touch yourself. It's about what kind of experience do you want? It's, it's your own personal fantasy that nobody can destroy hmm. on like based on what actions they're, they're about to right, take right. or like, you know, moves. You don't have to overthink anything. There's no predicting what they're thinking, exactly. no directing them to do something. Exactly. Okay. And I see that. Also, you know, when you do it consciously, so not necessarily with the end in mind, mm. when you just do it to do it to feel hmm. great, that's that's a whole different realm. Versus trying to get to the yes. orgasm or yes. the the finish, if Absolutely. you will. Absolutely. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. A lot of the health like practices around masturbating aren't necessarily about the orgasm itself because mm -hmm. there's so much that happens in your body on the buildup mm -hmm. that we get to experience that oftentimes you know, we're kind of in, in this day and age, all about the orgasm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I definitely talk about in my workshop for successful awareness is, you know, if we make, what are we making the end result yeah. or what are we making the, the focus, the focal point, the goal, what are we trying to achieve? And, you know, I try and have people see a new perspective um, and shift their perspective from trying to achieve the orgasm to mm -hmm. trying to achieve intimacy. Yeah. And then as a result of intimacy, sex happens. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, and so, but the thing is, if we make the orgasm the result, if, if we're not on the direct path there, then we almost got kind of get anxious and in our head and start to make exactly. stuff up. Um, and, you know, and one thing I talk about, too, is kind of like, what do we make up when it comes to sexuality? You know, like, it's all fair and game as, uh, as long as everyone is consensual and everyone's on the same page yeah. or whatever's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those, those are very interesting topics that you that you bring up, you know? Yeah. As you can see, I'm pretty passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a very interesting conversation. I think that it's, it's definitely controversial for people who are maybe scared to go to that conversation. Yeah, and honestly, that's that's what I'm about. Mm -hmm. I want to stop. Um, I want to stop the fear. Um, I think that there's a lot of disconnection between the masculine and feminine energy, um, and I think that that has a lot to do with um, maybe the, that disconnection between our sexuality as well. You know. It could be also, you know, there's a lot of people in this world who are really deeply disconnected with self. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if you're the type of person who's gone through life um, and kind of actually disassociated mm -hmm. from, from yourself because of past traumas or things like that, I believe masturbating is one of those ways that you get to reconnect with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, as myself being one of those people completely disassociated in ways that I didn't even recognize um, until you know, until this kind of like moment where I felt my whole body shaking, but my mind was clear. I'm like, how does that happen? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> you interesting. You know, like how, how do you, or little, like little things, like I've, I've developed a really high pain tolerance. I'm like, how did mm -hmm. I disassociate from my body so much so that I don't feel pain? Wow. You know, so yeah. like, what, how do I reconnect that? What do you think it was that drove you into disassociating with yourself? Um, I, it was my childhood. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, with the pain uh, thing, it was honestly, my mom was kind of a single mom of three. We were always getting hurt. It just got to a point where like, how much time can you spend at the hospital? If I pretend it's not a problem, maybe we don't have to go, mm. you know? So that's where the pain body, the pain uh, disassociation came from. And after that, I think it was just, you know, it was my, it was my way of protecting myself mm -hmm. from myself, mm -hmm. you know? So to feel that disassociation, it, I just became numb. And sometimes numbness is better than pain. Mm. 
I could see that. That's definitely something that a lot of people default to. Yeah. You know, absolutely. like as opposed to feeling, let me just not feel anything at all. I think that's where a lot of addiction actually comes into absolutely. play. And, absolutely. And uh, not just substance abuse, but also sexual addictions even. Absolutely. You know. So that's why like, you know, to reestablish this ability to feel. Mm-hmm. Well, like if you can't feel emotionally quite yet, mm-hmm. like start to feel physically. Mm. Like, so you, are you saying that there's an, uh, an association between the emotional state and the physical state. I think that there could be in this realm. Absolutely. Got it. Because once you're tapping into yourself Mm -hmm. and in your orgasm or the way you react to things, the way you react to the touch of yourself on your body, Mm -hmm. um, I think that opens a door, Mm. you know, and like you could take a step in to the feeling. Um, Yeah. But I mean, overall, you have to have a desire. You have to have a desire to open that up, Mm -hmm. to pursue that kind of growth. And then to like remain conscious and aware. Self-awareness is the key to all of this. So like what, I guess what modalities or what forms of practice would you recommend to start becoming self-aware in this domain? Um, I would definitely, you know, pick up, pick up any, any great books like Pussy the Reclamation or um, Sex for One by Betty Dodson. Mm. Betty Dodson like pioneered masturbation in the 60s. Mm body sex workshops where you know what, what what fascinates me is is how any topic like there's a scientific like study that went deep into it yeah. back in the 70s or something <laughs> like that there's always some kind of study that happened with anything you could be like spitting and how much bacteria they spit you know 60s and 70s were some great times they were some great times <laughs> We had a lot of time on their hands to explore a lot yeah. of different things. No, dude, seri- and seriously, like every time that I hear about um, so scientific experiments, it's always the 70s. It's always like, oh, in the 70s, in the 70s, this happened, NASA did this, or, you know, X, Y, and Z did that. Like, it's, it's a, it was a time and age of discovery. Yeah, absolutely. Like, where do we go? Do you think that maybe our culture is just, we got so many absolute belief systems in place now, like we know it all, or do you think we're still discovering I think we're definitely still discovering. And I think a lot of people come from a place of ego and feeling Mm. like they know it all. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely have been there. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, just kind of not even interested in listening to what people have to say because I know, you know, like I know. Yeah. Like it's like, I know better period. I know the best. Or I know for me and that's, Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. And, um, but no, like we get to open up and, who cares if you know? You can learn more. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah there you go. <laughs> That's how There's always think. more to learn. Mm-hmm. And like learning and knowledge is never going to hold you back. Right. So just learn, like read as much as you can. Oh my God, yes, is a platform mm-hmm. um, that literally will take you down. Like the steps that you, you can do for, as a female to walk yourself through your own um, orgasm if it's not something that you've, you've done before. Mm-hmm. And I will tell, I will say that once you, when you start, and you're not a woman who, who like, um, who self-cultivates or masturbates mm-hmm. the first, you know, the first week is you're going to have that conversation. You touch yourself and you're like, this is bad and wrong. Who's going to walk in on me. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel right. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And none of that stuff matters. And you like, you do it every night for like five to 10 minutes to start just to break through that conversation. Mm-hmm. Give it a week. The conversation will go away. Like the internal coach that is preventing you from that experience right absolutely Hmm. and it's there because it's programmed you know what what it brings me to is and and i I speak about this in my successful awareness workshop as well um is kind of breaking the dichotomy of right and wrong 
Right. Right. So like, let's get rid of what's right and what's wrong. Because first of all, let's let's talk about what is right, you know, and if we say what is right, then it means that there is a correctness or Mm. an almost like a perfect ideal that we can hit of what it means to be human. Right. And so like whatever's right or whatever is in the direction of I'm allowed to. And, uh, you know, when I die, I'll go to heaven. Right. All all the different conversations (laughs) that that kind of walk around the righteousness. Right. And um, when it comes to wrong, I mean, obviously, there are things that we can all agree are unpleasant and that we wouldn't want other human beings to experience because we wouldn't want that either. Or unethical or not moral. Right. But that's all in the conversation of right and wrong, you know? And I think that if we boil it down to, instead of a right and wrong conversation, but we boil it down to like, what do I want to create in this moment, either by myself with my partner or what have you? And what do I want to create? Do I want to create pain, misery, and depression? Or do I want to create love, joy, pleasure? Connection. All of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So coming from a place of what do I want to create with this person? What do I want to create as a human being? How do I want to identify myself? You know, am I an honorable person or a dishonorable person based on my actions? And it's got nothing to do with right or wrong. It's got to do with how... I hold myself in relationship to myself or to others. What are your thoughts on that? I absolutely agree. I think that everybody, um, that we all get to create a vision for our lives. Um, For me, it's it's so simple yet pretty pretty deep. It's Mm -hmm. I just want to contribute to creating a world that is loving and connected. And you know, you you mentioned vision, which brings me back to visionary living, like being able to simply stand in the end result that I'm going for, which is, I would say, intimacy in this conversation, right? So I'm going for intimacy. And like, let's get real with what is intimacy. Right. What are your thoughts on intimacy? Intimacy for me is connection. Mm -hmm. It's like a different word of connection. You can connect on an energetic level um, with somebody. um, And and that's what really makes you feel like you're a part of them, like you, Mm -hmm. like, like you are, um, in a place of understanding. Mm-hmm. Intimacy can be, you know, simple things like quality time, quality time without the phone and mm-hmm. like really paying attention um, to your partner or to somebody. It's, mm-hmm. it's really just establishing a level of connection that is above the basics. Hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, you are this person to me because. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've actually heard two different analogies for intimacy that I thought were pretty cool. One was into me, you see. Oh, yeah. Because it's uh, it's a way of uh, removing the veil mm-hmm. of um, mystery of disassociation. It's almost like see me, see my ugly even, yes. and I can trust that I can be myself wholeheartedly in this moment, and there's no judgment, right? Absolutely, you'll still accept me for however I am, whether I'm ugly, whether I'm beautiful, whether I've done some dirty things in the past, or yeah. what I like, what I don't like, right? And then the other one was in time you see so it's like a moment in time because time is so brief in a, in a lifetime in a right. lifespan right and uh, I think we take a lot of those moments for granted thinking that we have a lot of time but to spend any time yeah with a person removing the veils of uh, society removing the expectations of what what I need to do how I need to look or what I need to say to be accepted and just saying what's real for me and authentic for me whether or not you like it yeah and knowing that you'll accept me no matter what. Absolutely. I love both of those right? kind of directions and visions. Yeah. Yeah. Into me, you see. 
That always reminds me of Avatar. Like, <laughs> I see you. Yeah, I see you. That I, was so profound when I heard it the first time. I'm like, wow, like mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. To truly see somebody and be like, there is no amount of like ugly that you can show me that's going to change my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like that's the connection we have. Yeah, and I heard a really cool, I mean, I love hearing the story whenever I do, but it, uh, I think it's a, a group in Australia. I want to say it's Australia. And there's like these uh, groups of people or like tribes of people that when they encounter another tribesman from another tribe, they'll simply stand there and say, I see you. And then the other wow. will say, I am here. And then they'll respond, I see you. And then the other will respond, I am here. You know what I mean? Wow. And it's really just a way of acknowledging another human being on their own journey. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. In, a, in a nice way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that it like it takes away the judgment. It's 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 to say that I recognize that you have your journey and whatever, wherever that took you, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or it, like, it doesn't matter in the perspective that I, I don't get to judge you based on it. Right. That's exactly what needed to happen. It was perfect the way it happened because mm-hmm. it got you here mm-hmm. and it got you to be who you are right now. So, um, so I, I just wanted to kind of maybe shift gears and sure. um, I wanted to maybe call forth from you a story where you lived out of your vision of the end result and overcame circumstances and maybe even overcame opportunities. So what I mean by that is, for example, um, you know, let's say you wanted to create a job that was 60K a mm-hmm. year, you know, and while you're in pursuit of this job, you happen to find a job that pays 45K. Right. And you're like, okay, that's close enough. And there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but that's definitely not the same as living out of your vision saying, Absolutely. Um, actually, I, I'm, I'm looking for 60K. Would you be willing to meet me there? Or, you know what? This is a great opportunity. I'm not I'm like trying to be. Yeah, um, I actually have a great, a great story. Okay. Um, so I used to work in engineering Okay. and I quit the engineering world um, to pursue my dreams. And one wedding right before I was about to leave for um, seven months in Central America, my dad sat me down and he said, who has money? Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I will give you whatever you want, how, the, whatever sum you require, if only you let go of your dreams and start a business here. Oh, wow. And just like, like, I, I'm not even sure if he used the words, but be normal. Oh, got it. But that's where you filtered it from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it kind of like, like you're, you were, you wanted to do what? What was your vision? I was, I was honestly, I was so lost and confused. I'm like, whoever I am, I don't know because I feel like my whole life was painted for me. I, mm. You know, I was born in Poland, raised in Canada, very Eastern European. Mm-hmm. It was, this is the way things were going to be. This is what you got to do. You finish school, you get a good job, mm-hmm. you get married, you have children by a house, like, or very American order, but yeah, you know, and I was like, I don't think any of that is really what I want. And at that point, like for me, I have just been up and down with mm-hmm. um, different illnesses. I had pulmonary embolism at 24, mm-hmm. um, found something in my brain at like 25, 26. And I was like, well, why does this stuff keep happening to me? And like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, and what am I going to sit at this engineering company? Like, I don't care if you pay me 160,000. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I'm not a desk person. I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. field person. Like I yeah. get to work with people I and, that. and that's just like, not me. There's no amount of money, especially mm-hmm. like being raised 
seeing, you know, what money has a potential to do if that's a direction you take. Mm-hmm. I was like, no way. Like <laughs> I get to figure out who I am, like what I'm doing and why. Well, I mean, that's very powerful though, that you wanted to travel, right? It was, yeah, was your absolutely. dream and your dad offered you any sum of any money. Sum. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people in today's day and age, knowing no limitation and money, and like, that's kind of what we've, I, I feel that we've been conditioned to actually go after as a goal or as an end result yeah. is money. Yeah. And it's not even happiness anymore. No. And I think honestly that a lot of our generation um, is kind of going that route of trying to um, just get as much money as they can so well, they can retire is what I keep hearing. Well, I think that was the generation right before us. Okay. You know, I think that they still followed that, that path, that formula, if you will. But I think our generation is being more rebellious like we're finding our own like where's the pleasure for me what's in it for me you know what i mean and money is great but that's not ultimately what lights me up passionately makes me happy gives me purpose right absolutely i mean we need it for some like end goals but it really doesn't cultivate fulfillment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i like i've had you know i'm gonna call it the massive fortune of um, being really poor. Like mm-hmm. I grew up really poor. And even though my dad did have this money, um, there was always a disconnect there. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't on the receiving end <laughs> of mm-hmm. that. Got it. So even like for him to put that out there, I'd be like, I'm not sure. Maybe a part of me didn't even believe it. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, and I'm grateful, you know, if that was the case, if mm-hmm. that was why I decided not to take mm-hmm. that offer. Um, but And you ended up traveling? Yeah, I Where'd traveled travel? for seven months. I did Central America, Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Guatemala. Um, Forget money. I'll take Mexico. the travel. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. Awesome. I've done 18 countries. 18. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, always with the pursuit of like, like literally in Costa Rica, I lived out of my hammock mm-hmm. on the like beaches of Costa Rica, just bouncing beach to beach, really getting to know people like mm-hmm. this lifestyle, Pura Vida, like why, why this pure life? Why this... Um, you know, how can it, how is it so easy? Right. You know, why are these people so happy? I've always been drawn um, to almost like third world countries where the people are just so happy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why? Isn't it funny how when people have less, they almost access happier, easier. And when people have more, it's almost like an effort to get through to the other side of that. I think it's, I think it's a time scarcity conversation. Mm. You know, people who, um, they have more time to spend with their families. You know, they're not, they're not always like so driven for the bottom line and the dollar. I mm-hmm. think when you start to make money and you see that like, oh, if I just pulled 10 hours, I can mm-hmm. make X amount of dollars. And that's great. You get, mm-hmm. you get pulled into that mm-hmm. a little bit too easy. And you for, like, I forget, I forget that I have this family and like, and these friends who like just want to hang out, even like with my travels, mm-hmm. I travel quite a bit I have been since 2016 Mm -hmm. and I forget sometimes that I have these awesome people at home um, who would love to spend time with me Mm -hmm. and I keep just like running away in pursuit of the next thing it's like my like money is my travel or travel is my money I think what you're speaking into really is our um our innate need for the instant gratification right you know that like where's the quick fix that quick high that that quick release mm. it kind of brings us right back to our conversation yeah how do i get that, that orgasm or the finish or the end result you know yeah and instead of prioritizing what the actual connection itself as the yeah. end result so as long as you're connected 
either by self or by partner, you know, feeling yeah. that, that feeling. Going back to that. Mm. So the goal really is to get connected with yourself. So none of these like five minute quick fixes, like mm-hmm. that's not what I'm talking about when I say self-cultivate. I mean, Although some, sometimes that's a good thing. Absolutely right? necessary. I totally get it. Um, sometimes they're necessary. You know, it helps refocus a lot of great mm-hmm. other things, but um, like a 30 minute self-cultivating session where like you really pay attention to yourself, mm-hmm. set your space up, you know, to be super either rom- romantic or sensual, light some candles, mm-hmm. like really set the space for yourself because, you know, this isn't just a reward for yourself. Like mm-hmm. this is the like, greatest form of self-love. Why not make it like as great as it can be? You know, and, and uh, so, because you mentioned something else, you said sensuality. And I know we spoke about intimacy and we're also talking about mm-hmm. orgasms for sexuality, right? So um, one thing that I really wanted to kind of prioritize or, or refocus is um, the order of priorities that we put those three in. You know, a lot of times uh, I talk also in my workshop, mm-hmm. Successful Awareness, we talk about like there's three components that really create um, your experiences in life. The first is is the doing, the mechanisms, okay. like what was it that we're, we're doing to then have what it is that we say we want in our lives, you know? Then the, the second thing is like um, the way of being that we possess or attitudes or emotional body, you know? So right. like what how are we doing those things? What ways of being are we bringing to the, to that mechanism that we're choosing uh, as a vehicle to achieve whatever whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. Yeah. And then lastly is the results that we're trying to create, right. Um, Or what we have at the end of all of that. And so I think that, you know, we try and, like I said earlier, try and put sex as the goal as like what I'm supposed to do. Right. Right. To then have at the end orgasm, orgasm or the feeling or the experiences yeah. of satisfaction, pleasure and all that. Yeah. But that if we were to recontextualize it, like what if what you, you know, the way that you want to be with yourself or the way that you that you want to be with your partner in terms of an emotional attitude or emotional being um, is really like intimate is revealing the, the veil, getting real and authentic and raw. Um, and then the doing the mechanism that we really want to focus on implementing is sensuality like the, the focus in terms of what we want to do is pleasing the senses, stimulating the senses. Absolutely. Sight, taste, sound, uh, yeah. you know, feeling our, our skin, all of it, you know? Um, and then from that, as a result of those two being our focus, the result would be sexuality or orgasm or sex or whatever it is that. that I agree to. with that. Yeah. Um, and also through a lot of research, I recognize that there, I think that we as a, as, people um can sum ourselves down to having five different types of erotic blueprints so where some are very energetic the connection focused and sensual based you Mm -hmm. know others really are kinky based Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and that is really what um is required for them so why don't you go a little deeper into the what the five what there are five erotic blueprints okay so very similar to five love languages your top two very like matter Mm -hmm. um they are kinky shapeshifter, sensual, sexual, and energetic. Okay, so please elaborate because this is actually new for me and I would love to learn this. This is awesome. So um, an energetic kind of uh, erotic blueprint is really focused on the connection, on Mm -hmm. creating the space and the environment um, and is Mm energy-based. So an energetic person, for example, you know, if you start to go straight to the genitals, you're just going to turn them off and Mm -hmm. they won't be able to stimulate because you don't stimulate their genitals, you stimulate their mind, you stimulate their soul, mm-hmm. and then it arouses 
um, the genitals. Their genitals. Got it. Like indirectly. Got it. As a result. Of Absolutely. Consequence of that. Exactly. Exactly. So energetic is focused on. Really, the energy movement, the, the energy, connection, that the intimacy. Connection. Okay. Got yeah. It. So, like, you know, you could find an energetic. An energetic could probably make out for like an hour and a half and 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 be super happy. Mm-hmm. Or like that's where like you know people who really love to cuddle. That's mm-hmm. it's because they're drawing in that connection that like your essence. They feel like they're a part of you. So all right. So so far, I feel like I got energetic parts of me. Yeah. What's the absolutely? Next so sensual is really focused around the five senses. Mm-hmm. So. These are people who really appreciate the candles, the lighting, the mood, the ambiance. All of that is going mm-hmm. to take their experience to the next level. Got it. And without it, it actually takes away from the experience. Got it. Right? Um, then you have kinky, which is, you know, kinky. You had like your bondage, you have your blindfolds, mm-hmm. you have, you know, Flogs. A, a little bit of maybe <laughs> pain equals pleasure, you okay. know, for a lot, for some. Um so that's pretty much what that is. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, that whole different side of it where it is physical. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual is genital or, or like oriented. Got it. So very the sexual focus people. is going straight to the genitals. Yeah. And not even just focus, but like that's, that's the stimulating fact. Mm-hmm. Like some people are super sexual that like you could just touch the genitals and they're mm-hmm. getting super aroused and mm-hmm. it's very easy. And just to, just to get to the finish, mm-hmm. um, a shapeshifter would have all four, mm-hmm. um, have, have a little bit of all four and they come and go not not in any specific order it's just right. like today for some reason i feel I kinky. kinky got it and like that doesn't mean i'm gonna feel kinky tomorrow but in this moment right. like just accept that and let's run with it okay that's very interesting yeah so how do you identify yourself so i'm like 40 percent energetic okay there's a quiz oh there's a quiz (laughs) hey guys there's a quiz in case anyone wants to take and find out yes absolutely um so i'm 40 percent energetic um 25 percent shapeshifter and 25 percent sensual and then five and five percent um kinky and sexual okay which like growing up i thought it was super sexual got it you know actually a lot of people think they're super sexual if they have like a heightened sex drive if i have a heightened sex drive Mm -hmm. like you're automatically going to think that i'm sexual Mm -hmm. you know but in in reality it has nothing to do with that i'm Mm -hmm. just really um in need or in desire for that connection so what kind of power do you think people could have if they were aware to their would you call it erotic Erotic, blueprints erotic blueprints i think that this is like a a foundation you know because yeah working with people i'm recognizing a lot of people really do think that they're sexual and they'll go straight for the genitals Mm -hmm. and they think that that's the way to go because like Mm -hmm. you get to stimulate this area Mm -hmm. and that's how it's going to happen and society kind of like shows us through porn and other other things that Mm -hmm. like this is how you do it Mm -hmm. well you know i just want to pull that out because it's the first time we're bringing up the topic of pornography you know one thing that i talk to people about in my workshop too is is how do we utilize pornography absolutely like not to make porno bad and wrong on its own absolutely but to say are you using it a as a stimulus or Mm -hmm. b as a blueprint for how to interact and engage you know (laughs) because if we're now using this as a guidebook towards uh how to engage then we might be a little confused because ultimately at the end of five minutes they're like cut all right, someone get her some water, someone keep yeah. him prepped up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so right? So there, there is like a Hollywood almost like facade. Yeah, there's an over-exaggeration of yes. like, you know, where that went. And maybe, maybe, you know, those people are very sexual and it mm-hmm. only takes them five minutes, but mm-hmm. for the rest of the world, who right. isn't so lucky, like right. how do we use that? 
Um, and I mean, I think it also gives us expectations on how to perform or like how long we need to go, how big we need to be or absolutely all those expectations of like the minimum standards and structures. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I have, um, quite a few young clientele with performance anxiety and, and, you know, where is that coming Mm -hmm. from? It's coming from a lot of the porn that they watch. Like, this is Mm -hmm. how I need to perform. This is like how fast it needs to be. And like, Mm -hmm. I can't handle that or Mm -hmm. let it up. I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, you get to just take all of that off. Yeah, just chill for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have one of our viewers asking if you read these five levels in a book or if you're writing a book or how did you learn about your five So um, I'm going to provide you with the website. Um, there's a beautiful woman who hosts um, workshops, uh, has a whole course, oh, sorry mm-hmm. about that, has a whole course around this, I mm-hmm. um, think in New York. So I'll provide you with those details. You know what? how I got it I must have like clicked something someday um subscribed and I was going through my emails one day and Mm -hmm. I saw it I'm just like what is this and I had recognized that I've been getting these emails for like a year Mm -hmm. over a year and it was just the right time for me to open up the email perfect to be like what is this yeah and uh ever since I got into it it, it's taken it's even taking myself cultivating to a whole nother level because mm-hmm. I recognize that like, Hey, these are like life hacks, sexual life hacks, almost, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And she does have a book out um, for each of the five. Um, yeah. And it's incredible. Um, and I, I make up that, you know, the, the work going into those, those particular things can, can continue to grow. So maybe we, in the comments after we're done, we can put the name of the book Absolutely. or the artist and the website and all I'll that. But the website and then the links and uh, yeah, the option to purchase the books will be, will awesome. be open after you've completed the quiz. Well, we're, we're coming to, to the end of our podcast session together, unfortunately, because it it's definitely very interesting conversation <laughs> and that time went by so quickly. Um, so, you know, as we come to an end, I want you to be able to plug anything that you're doing either as an entrepreneur or or anything that you want our viewers to kind of be aware of in terms of what you're up to in life, what your vision is and how they can support you. So like what you got going on? Really what my vision is just to open up this conversation and platform. And, uh, like I'm not from here in Florida, but I'm absolutely, um, really interested in everybody opening themselves up to this. And there are some beautiful practitioners here. Um, definitely take the course, take every and any course, educate yourself because mm-hmm. that's what I'm about. I think that through so education. So are you going to take my course then? I think I, I think I get to yeah, take your course. I would love that. I would love to have someone as open and knowledgeable as you in this conversation to be in that workshop. A lot of people think that they have to be in a place of not having a good sex life or not being in a good place yeah. to have, you know, to take this course. But ultimately like, no, we all come from different walks of life and the more experienced will teach those who are less experienced, exactly. you know, and those who are less experienced will seek knowledge from those who are more experienced. So how powerful it is to get just a variety of people in the room, period. There's no judgment as to whether your sex life is good or bad or whatever, right? Um, it's simply get into a self-development state of mind. Like, yeah. what can I learn? How can I grow? How can I better myself in any domain, but in particular, your sexual sexuality and your intimacy? Yeah, absolutely. So I have my, I mean, I have my workshop intro next Saturday. So a week from two days ago, (laughs) five days left. That's July 6th. July 6th. Yep. Um, So I am also, um, I don't have the particulars quite ready yet. I'm mm -hmm. hoping to get about 15 women together for a body sex day, Mm -hmm. um, exploring, exploring the female body, sexuality, masturbation, 
the erotic blueprints. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will post the information for that. Okay. Um, you have an expected date? In yeah, I'm thinking looking? it's it's either going to be the 6th or the 7th. So we'll okay. see. So maybe, you know, since I haven't set the date, right. it might just have to be Sunday so I can attend hey, on Saturday. Yeah, and then I could also support you and let people know from my workshop that you got what, what you got. Going yeah, on, absolutely. You know? um, for me, yeah, it's really just about get educated, seek, you know, seek advice, seek support. Mm. There's some beautiful women doing some beautiful work here. Like there's a great number of like kind of sex work going on in like the Bodhi Center Mm. and um, Michelle Alva is a tantra practitioner that's helped me. You know, I've actually spoken to her. She's interested in in appearing on my podcast. She might actually be on July 15th. Awesome. She's incredible. Yeah. She was a pretty interesting person to talk to and we were setting up the schedule. So I can't wait to see where she goes with our conversations. And she's just so knowledgeable, you know, she's, she has tons, tons of, um, Mm -hmm. of like actual, you know, degrees and stuff under her belt Mm -hmm. in pursuit of this, this direction. So I'm, yeah, when she told me how she got into it is a very interesting story and I can't wait to share it with you all when, when I have the opportunity to, you know, Q and A. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So aside from your workshop that you're thinking is going to be on the seventh, I'm putting everything. It's, in the coming months, I'm going to be launching some masterminds and some online coursework. Um, as a Canadian, I get to, you know, really create a passive income and teach people online. I'm gonna, you know, um, I'm really in the preliminary stages. I just recognize that, you know, this has been my dream mm-hmm. for a really long time. And um, because of feeling like bad and wrong or mm-hmm. not being able to really open up this this conversation with family and things like that, mm-hmm. I've prevented myself from actually going full till and i'm ready to do that You're ready, so right? yeah because the, the only way that you'll blow launch, up is if exactly, you go full exactly yeah. i'm gonna launch the website soon okay. instagram for me it's really about getting information out there getting people open to having the conversation there's like no more taboo i will mm-hmm. talk about sex everywhere i go mm-hmm. and people always like kind of find it funny it's like oh she just always talks about it. I'm just like, well, <laughs> I don't know. There's just like every life situation. I mean, uh, <laughs> when passion drives you, right? Exactly. So as you um, get more solid or solidified with your dates and your scheduling and what you're releasing, please let me know. Absolutely. Reach out to me. I'm happy to you know, promote you and talk about you. Absolutely. I'm um, very excited about it. So yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, next weekend, uh, Saturday, I've got my uh, workshop intro. So it's going to be a free three-hour um, introductory workshop to the actual full one day workshop. So, um, you know, it, again, it's free. Just go on Eventbrite if you can um, and sign up for it uh, via, with your email address and everything. It'll help me organize the, the and, and manage the list of attendees, um, anyone who's coming and all that kind of stuff that our expectations so we can set up enough chairs, food, the whole nine yards. Um, so yeah, there's a three, free, free three hour on July 6th, next Saturday. And then that is a prelude to the actual workshop, which is July 20th. Awesome. Um, and that's two fifty per person, three fifty for couples. Um, and that's a pre that's a, honestly, a, a, a starting price. We're actually going to be raising the price very soon. So uh, we're looking to get as many people to take advantage of the cheap. Let's pack the room. Yeah, let's pack the room. Um, 
outside of that, guys, uh, I have my laugh as a ringtone <laughs> on iTunes store. So uh, I just, you know, every episode, I want to plug that. If you guys have an iPhone, you can go to the iTunes store and you can look up Rico's laugh and it's a dollar 29 super cheap, but it's uh, usually brings joy to people. makes people laugh, especially if you set it as an alarm in the morning to Absolutely. wake up to, <laughs> I wake up to, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you guys could support me and download that ringtone, I think that would be uh, awesome. I'm trying to get 10,000 downloads. Let's see what we can do. You know, we could do it. Awesome. Um, and then last but not least visionary living the podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Um, it is on all forms or platforms from SoundCloud to iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, iTunes podcast, YouTube, you name it, it's there. Just search for it. You could even look at uh, your Alexa speaker system and say, hey, Alexa, play Visionary Living podcast <laughs> and she'll start to play it. So. Don't you love technology? Not really. It's kind of gross. <laughs> me too, but it's growing on me. It's, it's growing, growing on me. It's growing. <laughs> um, so outside of that, are there any last words that you'd like to say for our viewers? Honestly, my last words are just come from a place of love, love yourself, love each other, um, inspire people to do that. That's my goal in life. Um, I guess at one point it stopped being about money and it really started being about love. Mm. Um, and that is my goal. And, and I you hope changed that your we, last name to and, love. Yep. It's true. It's true. That's awesome. So yeah, guys, uh, come from a place of vision, live your lives with power using your vision create your and manifest your life to the way that you see it in your head. It, it is possible. I promise you. Um, and as you continue to listen to these episodes, I hope to inspire you with other people who have done the same so that you know that it is indeed possible. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. I am humbled only all the time uh, by your viewership, by your time and your attention and uh, join us next Monday for a very interesting episode with my friend, Andrew Kahn, who will be, um, my guest for next week. So I uh, love you all again. Have a wonderful day, guys. Awesome. Bye.